Welcome back to Throwing Hands. Different episode today. There's no fight this weekend, but lots of news, lots of matchups. Uh, Daniel, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, like you said, not a not a fight to preview, but uh, a lot to get into because of uh, there are going to be a lot of fights to preview in the next couple months because there's a lot being made right now. All right. So what's one matchup that you've found in the past week that stands out to you? Oh, in the past week, that's uh, – that's a question. Um, obviously, obviously, the heavyweight fight at, at 260 and Francis Ngannou is is the one that's going to jump off the page because it's an absolutely massive fight. It's I, I feel like we've said this every time that Stipe has fought the last however many times, but it, it seems like this this could be maybe one of his last title defenses, maybe not. Uh, who really knows? But I, I think it's a really interesting fight. I, I love Francis Ngannou. I, I'm honestly one of the the biggest Ngannou fans that I've I've probably come into contact with there's not a lot of people that I think like him as much as I do out there and there's a lot of people that like this guy Uh, but uh, this this fight really jumps out because it's the greatest heavyweight of all time probably taking on uh, you could say Daniel Cormier was his greatest challenge but Francis Ngannou the new Francis Ngannou as I like to call him since he lost that title fight a couple years ago is on a whole new level and I think this really might be as challenged as we've seen Stipe Miocic be in a fight because of what Ngannou brings and the athleticism and the power and everything in that and it'll settle some things in the heavyweight division which has some up and comers but is still really figuring out what it means at the top yeah I completely agree with you there and like you and I discussed after our podcast that came out Tuesday how locked up the heavyweight division is. And depending on how this fight goes, it could clear some things up. A um, couple, uh, couple of matchups I want to go over is um, Hill, uh, Darren Till versus Marvin Vittori and uh, Robbie Whitaker versus Paolo Costa. Um, it sounds like with these two top contender matchups, that if Adesanya wins in uh, against Blahovich, which I don't think he will, uh, he could vacate the title and just stay up at 205, and this could be a little bit of a uh, a four four person playoff. What were your what do you, what do you think of this uh, these matchups coming up? I, I mean, these are these are insanely compelling fights uh, coming up. To be completely honest, because uh, this this welterweight di- or not welterweight division, middleweight division, I, I should say, is one of my favorites to watch in the UFC. Uh, there's so many guys that I love to watch in, in this division. Darren Till's one of them. I mean, he, he's as entertaining a fighter, uh, both inside and outside the octagon. I think that we have right now, and for him, honestly. I, I think what you're looking at here is even if 
it's not a situation where Adesanya moves up to 205 permanently and vacates. I think what you're probably seeing is the UFC try to narrow down exactly what it's got in contenders here. I think, honestly, what you're going to see is these two fights are happening a week apart. That's not a coincidence. I think uh, no matter what happens, whether it's for the title or for the spot as the number one contender to Israel Adesanya, the two winners of these fights are going to face off towards the end of 2021, and it's going to have massive implications no matter what. Yeah, well, and I'm just – I'm looking at the rankings right now, and Jared Cannonier at number three is just kind of being left out there. Yes, he did lose to Robbie Whitaker, but he's still <laughs> – even though he's a little older, he's still a very formidable force in this division. And I think we could probably see uh, an Hermanson matchup coming up soon. Or uh, who's Gaslam fighting? I know he's fighting someone soon. That is a question that I do not have the answer to, but I can get it quickly. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam, Kelvin Gaslam, uh, Ian Heinish on February 13th. Okay, so I think that could have some implications too as well because, you know, Gaslam, I hope he gets back into it because he's one of my favorites. But it's, it's the middle. I think the middleweight division might be the most complicated division there is outside of the heavyweight division because uh, with Adesanya going up to 205 and, you know, the rest of these guys, very top-tier contenders, and Robbie, Robbie Whitaker, who I believe is the greatest challenge to Adesanya, or Darren Till, still those are the two uh, toughest contenders for Adesanya. It's, it's a crazy division. Uh, how do you see it playing out? This is tough uh, to, be, to be completely honest because uh, these guys are so ridiculously talented. And, I, I mean, Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa is going to be absolutely insane. I, I mean, to, to watch those guys in the same octagon is is going to be utter, utter madness, to be completely honest, because it's two of the most powerful fighters in the UFC, regardless of division, uh, just going at each other for more than likely a chance at the title. So you take Robert Whitaker, who looked really good in his last fight against Cannoneer and beat Darren Till. And like you said, it is the, the greatest challenge that, uh, that Adesanya has faced to this point since he's won the title and match him up with Costa, who despite getting pieced up pretty good against Israel Adesanya knocked out in the second round has been, you know, one of the quickest rising stars in this division that we've seen. And he beat up Yoel Romero for three rounds. He knocked out Uriah Hall. This is a guy that is young and, and interesting and brings a lot to the table. You match those two up and then you have Darren Till and Marvin Vittori who are just interesting fighters and interesting people. That's, that's extremely entertaining for me. I think I didn't want to see the UFC do this with Paulo Costa so soon where they put him up against somebody that is another immediate title contender. But I think Robert Whitaker takes that fight. And then Darren Till and Marvin Vittori is really interesting because uh, Vittori seems to have turned a corner in 2021. Uh, but I'm just not sure uh, he's quite ready for the level of Darren Till. Obviously, uh, beating Jack Hermanson's huge, and and Till's coming off that loss to uh, to Whitaker. But I'm just not sure Marvin Vittori's on that level yet. So I think what we get out of this is Whitaker Till two, either for the title, which would then be vacant or for the number one contendership to Israel Adesanya. That's that's my personal opinion, but I could very easily see Paulo Costa winning his fight. I could see Marvin Vittori winning his. 
I'm just not quite ready to bet on the uh, on the less experienced guys uh, when it comes to this point. Yeah, I have to agree with you there, and especially when it comes uh, when the title picture comes into uh, into the picture. Uh, the to the welterweight division, uh, the UFC is finalizing. This is a little uh, matchup between Tyron Woodley and Vicente Luque for 260. I think Woodley should have retired after that beatdown from uh, what's his face. Uh, Colby Covington, I don't think there's really – he's lost 15 straight rounds. So, I don't really see anywhere for Tyron Woodley to go but down. And I think Vicente Luque is a, a dangerous matchup at the where, – where is he in the rankings? Uh, at, at number nine in the rankings. I think that's a bad matchup for Tyron Woodley. But for, if Vicente Luque wins this, he, he I think he propels himself propels himself into the into the right on the outside of the title picture. What, what do you have to make of this matchup? I think that's that's certainly something possible coming up uh, because uh, of the talent that he brings to the table. Uh, the The title picture is interesting, I, I think, to say the least, uh, with with the the division as a whole. Uh, to be completely honest, but I think that's certainly possible. It's something I would probably like to see. Yeah, and one thing to note: all top seven, including the champion uh, Usman, are over 30 and in, almost in their mid-30s in the welterweight division. So I think, I don't know, I just think that's something that's kind of interesting. All right, uh, to probably the biggest matchup that's been made this week, uh, I hate to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Jake Paul and Funky Ben Askren are fighting, are boxing in a matchup on April 17th. Uh, you can buy the pay-per-view on Triller. Um, I mean, I think Jake Paul is going to get pieced apart. I mean, Ben Askren, if you watched his interview with Helwani, he said, I mean, I've been put up against killers like Robbie Lawler in the Octagon and I think uh, Douglas Lima. I don't – Ben Askren's not a boxer, but I don't see it going well for Jake Paul. What, what are your thoughts on this interesting matchup? I get that Ben Askren's, like, known as a wrestler. He's knocked out as many people as he's, as he's submitted as a professional fighter. So – I don't know exactly what you're what you're expecting him to not be able to do going out there that Jake Paul can. Like I get that a lot of times it's him taking guys to the ground and grinding them out there, but he has trained as a professional fighter, and the key word there is mixed martial arts. Like, yeah, he's a wrestler first and foremost, but still mixed martial arts he has to do it all to be successful and he's been doing it for 12 years he made his professional debut in 2009 so you're gonna take it you're gonna take a youtube star who has all kinds of issues with with everything that he does and he has beaten guys that probably didn't have any business stepping into a ring and going to match him up against a 12-year combat sport veteran, and he's going to get his face caved in. Ben Askren is going to win this fight. He's going to win it. It's not going to be close, and he's going to put him out in the first round because you can't take a YouTube star who wrestled in high school, match him up against a 12-year professional combat sport veteran who, while it still isn't boxing – was a two-time Division I collegiate national champion wrestler. So he's been involved in these circles even longer than that. And expect him to even compete. Ben Askren's going to destroy him. And I completely agree with you there. Um, 
Ben, Jake Paul is 24. He's 24. Ben Askren's probably been doing this longer than he's been alive. And yeah. I mean, that obviously and shows. Ben Askren's, his- ben Askren's 36. I get that he, I guess, technically retired from mixed martial arts. But he didn't retire because he's too old. He retired because of an injury that he has said in in the last few months has improved at a level that I don't think he expected it to with the hip injury and the hip surgery and everything. But Askren's 36. He's not an old man that's going out there to fight Jake Paul. Yeah, and if I th- he said this yesterday in his interview with Helwani. The only time he's been knocked down uh, was when Jorge Masvidal knocked him out. This dude has a granite chin. He didn't get knocked down against Robbie Lawler, technically. Um, he slipped. And then, you know, he he won by unanimous, unanimous decision against a young Douglas Lima, uh, how, however you want to take that. And he's a two-promotion <laughs> mixed martial arts champion. And there's some killers over there in one. I don't care what you have to say about one, but there are some guys like Shinye Aoki. That man's a beast. And... He, he knocked t- him out. He TKO'd him. Uh, he did not submit him. He did not win by decision. He knocked him out. Yeah, Shinya Aoki is, is a whole nother animal over in one. It it just it just baffles me how you see, Ben, you're the worst striker ever. I'm like, he never had to use a striking because his grappling was so good. You never had to see him box because he'd just get up there and dirty box and take you to the ground. I don't. I, th- I can see Paul getting out of the first round because uh, Ben Askren doesn't punch too hard, but he punches harder than Jake Paul. I'd have to, I'd have to think, but it's, it's, I can't, I, I hope Jake Paul loses and he will lose. I think Ben Askren's just going to piece him apart. And if you're that high of a caliber of an athlete, you learn pretty quickly. And if he could dedicates a whole three month camp to boxing, there's no way he loses. There's no way he loses. <laughs> and just to note, Jake Paul is training with Jorge Masvidal. So, I mean, Saw that he <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me because Jorge Masvidal trained for a whole gamut of of uh, different attacks because it was a mixed martial arts bout, not a boxing bout. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. It, it's really interesting. Uh, do you have any it final is. thoughts on that matchup? I, I don't because. I, I don't even want to think about it. I'll watch it. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I'll watch it, but I, I, I don't want to think about it or think about the technical capabilities of that fight, to be completely honest. <laughs> Nor do I. Um, some quick matchups here. Uh, Zach Cummins, is, uh, who's on our podcast, I'll go check that one out. Neat guy. Uh, is fighting Sam Alvey on – I don't remember when, but he's fighting him soon. I just like when the throwing hands guys get in there because, you know, it makes me watch more. Uh, any other matchups you want to talk about? Uh, none that none that really, really jump off the page to me. Uh, again, I was just going to bring up Zach Cummings if you didn't because, uh, like you said, he was one of my favorite interviews that we've had. He was a really, really entertaining guy, really fun guy to talk to, and uh, he's getting another chance to go out there in the octagon. He's looked good his last couple of times out, so excited for that. Um 
maybe maybe worth talking about. You, you mentioned all those guys over in one that have that have been performing so well, and they've got this the TNT card coming up with uh, with some interesting matchups on that. They're really pulling out all the stops for that April seventh card where they debuted their uh, their event their uh, their primetime series on TNT. Yeah, and they extended their TNT contract so we can get more one stuff, and I'm all for it. One, I, I mean. They put respect back into it, I guess, when it comes to mixed martial arts. They're a lot more respectful over there. I mean, if you like respect, one's your thing. I mean, it's great. They have some, they, they don't have the killers that the UFC has necessarily, but they put on great fights. Um, Hooker says he does not Dan Hooker. Um, Michael Chandler says he deserves the title shot. I don't think he does yet. I think one more fight and he's in there. Um, who do you think should get the title shot? I think it should be Oliveira and Poirier. Yeah, I, I do as well. I think that's what makes the most sense at this point, unless you're going to expand to more of a Grand Prix style thing. But if you're just picking two guys, that's what you want, I think. For sure. All right. I don't have anything else. Do you? I, I just did want to throw out uh, the uh, the two headline fights uh, from that one card. Uh, your your main event is uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, of course, former UFC champion, taking on the flyweight champion of uh, of one, which is Adriano Moraes. And the main event is former UFC lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez taking on Yuri Lapakus. So a couple former UFC champions in on that card will at least make it worth watching, hopefully. I will bring some more viewers to one because, like you said, they, they bring some really fun stuff to the table. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'll be tuning in. We'll, we'll probably preview those fights. But anyway, it's been a great yeah. time. We have good stuff coming, guys. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what's coming up on Throwing Hands? I don't want to spoil it. There's a lot coming up, and it's a lot of interesting stuff, but I don't want to spoil it. All right. I don't blame you. All right, guys. Daniel, thanks for coming back. We always have a great time. Yes, sir. And we will see you guys next time.